Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Starseed Kitchen podcast. I'm your host, Chef Whitney Aronoff, founder of Starseed Kitchen and High Vibration Foods. This is your source for information to empower you to be a positive seed for change in your community. Join me for conversation where we learn about food, wellness, and spiritual concepts for high vibration living. I'll be sharing my knowledge and learning with you from experts providing insight into nourishing all the layers of you, the physical, emotional, spiritual, and etheric bodies, so you can thrive in 5D. Let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with Chef Ava. Chef Ava is a nurturer and natural beautifier at heart. Inspired by her family roots and hospitality, her love for food and community was born. After college, she went to plant-based culinary school and has worked in the food and wellness industry for Whole Foods, KPFK, Plant Lab, and Surya Spa. Most recently, she has worked as the head chef for top wellness retreats and as a personal chef for influential families. Chef Ava's mission is to educate and inspire others to connect with the earth, themselves, and their families through preparing and eating health-conscious food. She's inspired to support home cooks to create loving connections through health-conscious meals, one ingredient and one plate at a time. Welcome to the show, Chef Ava. Thank you, Chef Whitney. Thank you for the intro. Well, it's so nice being able to chat with you and look at us. We aren't in our chef jackets. We're getting to sit down. This is a big treat for you and I. Hey, truly, right? We, I, we, you know, I don't, for the listeners to know, we met, I guess, about seven or eight years ago yes. uh, in, a, in a kitchen catering situation. And I could just really see her talent at that time. And so we've kept in touch and just, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast today. Thank you. And I felt the same way when I met you. Um, um, Chef Ava and I were catering at a wedding. And when the moment that she walked in, I just felt there was another like-minded chef, but then one that I also saw that was really going to be going places in her career. I, I could see, I think like she could see in me that we oh, wouldn't, just be, wouldn't just be prep <laughs> chefs at a wedding for the rest of our life. Um, and I you know, when you meet people that are like-minded in your industry, it's really important to um, trade information and keep in contact 
And Chef Ava helped save the day a few months ago when I was catering a large event for about 30 chiropractors and health practitioners. And I really needed another chef to come in and help cook with me. And she did, and I'm so grateful. And she brought the, the energy and the mindfulness um, to preparing the food that I look for when I cook with other people. Um, and so it's just been a really nice connection. And I'm so grateful um, to be working with you and to, to know you and to also follow your chef adventures. Thank you. Likewise. And I think that's a, a one thing for the listeners to know that like both of us are so health conscious. It's like we're serious. And that what I love when watching you, uh, you know, and, and that environment is that the techniques are really important. And I think a lot of people get daunted by the techniques and that that takes time. But behind the techniques is that energy of wanting to infuse the health, the wellness, the love. Um, and we're very aware as chefs. And I, I wanted to convey that to you to like the home chefs and the listeners is that it's the energy really I, not to be so daunted in the kitchen, but it's the energy behind it that really um, people feel first and taste uh, that sets you apart. Yeah. So I think I'm really glad you brought that up. So a few things that chef Ava and I did when we prepared a lunch and a dinner for 30 wellness practitioners. Um, you know, we're in somebody else's kitchen. We're in an Airbnb kitchen. So although we bring our knives and we bring a lot of our own equipment, we can't bring everything at home, but we still want to be able to provide the same health supportive food. So for instance, one thing that I did is I soaked the rice because I like to soak the rice. You know, ideally you soak your grains for, um, for seven, eight hours or overnight. But of course we didn't have a proper sieve or colander to strain the rice after we soaked it, but chef Ava figured it out. Um, you know, so there's just little things like that, that, you know, we bring to a space or we bring to um, cooking in the kitchen that are just a little more mindful than I think some people think about. Most people don't wash, wash their rice or their quinoa and it's really something that you should do. And then another thing that we did was we played high vibrational music while we cooked. Mm -hmm. And there were people um, in another room speaking and there were no doors separating the room. So I kept it at the lowest volume possible, but I still had that tone resonating in the kitchen because I knew no matter what, it would help shift the energy in the kitchen. So Ava and I could focus better and also we could put a little more oomph into, into the food, despite all the distraction going on around us. That, it is true. And it, setting the tone and, the, and that mindfulness and, and intention too, you know, having the intention. And I know we did a drop in and I always like to too when I'm, when I'm on my own in the kitchen is to set the intention for what you want for your experience, but also for their experience. And then, and then those little touches um, are what add and enhance. So it's kind of, it's really actually like creating sacred space. It's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well said. And, you know, it's, especially when you're making like a big dinner, I think this is something anybody can get comfortable doing when they're cooking for the holidays. You know, when you have been given the task to prepare the food for 4th of July or, you know, Christmas or Thanksgiving or a big family birthday, um, you can take the opportunity just to set the intention for what you want the outcome of the meal that you're making today um, or how you want people to feel after they eat your food. Um, but it's also something that you can do for yourself any night of the week when you're preparing food or if you're doing a big meal prep for yourself. 
that yeah that's such a good point and another thing too you know because a lot of people do get so daunted and i think we have the fourth fourth of july coming up and the summer seasons and lots of barbecues uh is is that when you set those intentions and you kind of like don't get as nervous sometimes it can be like overwhelming or even to have it at what i love what whitney had uh, done um is in the island she created like sheet pans and parchment paper she even put things on the cutting board like the entire fish on the cutting board so it starts to become uh, very kind of upscale rustic family style and everyone kind of gets this space and warm and, and beauty and to actually see things because one of the things that I always always do is I because I'm inspired by the fruits and vegetables I put everything out on the counter you know beautiful bowls in the backdrop and that's like actually the becomes like the decor instead of shoving it all in the in the fridge and those sweaty plastic bags and then pulling it out and feeling a little stress it's like let's like you know come in and it almost takes your breath away and and then you almost by looking at it and taking your breath away um you get even more inspired uh and and feel the beauty there's, it's like beauty in the kitchen, you know, beauty in the food, beauty in the attitude. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So whatever you're preparing, take everything out of the fridge before you start cooking. Have it all laid out, all washed, ready to go. Um, and it'll also just be so lovely to work, to look at, but it also make cooking a lot more efficient. Well, Chef 100%. Ava, yeah, <laughs> Chef Ava, can you tell us where you are right now and what type of work you are doing? Because a lot has yes, changed so, since I last saw you. <laughs> it, it, a lot has changed. Uh, so I've been traveling quite a bit. So I'm just coming to you right now in, in the kitchen from Michigan here. And I'm working as a private chef. And I um, have a lot of uh, lovely clients and a lot of opportunity to really, uh, you know, what I'm enjoying is what we're talking about, the, the fruits and the vegetables and like what's in season and paying attention and going to the market and like, okay, well, lemons aren't really beautiful here. You know, it's a California thing. There's not great lemons here. But then I found out the limes, you know, are more like uh, work better here. They're a little, so playing and going and, and seeing what's available and inspiring um, is, is really, depending wherever you are in the country, um, it's something so beautiful. And I love that it's summer now. So I've been grilling a lot. And so I grilled um, some peaches and nectarine and made, first I made the salad with the, I put the peaches in the salad, but then I also blended it and made a dressing. And the dressing was like next level because you had this roasted peach flavor. And, and then over here we have the, the corn. So grill the gorgeous corn and then you can just like cut it off into those beautiful wedges and put it right into the salad. Gorgeous presentation. Again, a rustic and it's something that other, you know, the family members can get involved in too. So uh, that's what I'm excited about this summer uh, in, in Michigan and, and traveling about. I might be in Colorado pretty soon as well. Yeah. And then you're going to be yeah. heading to Florida where you're going to have access to locally grown tropical fruits. Like oh you're, my getting, goodness. you're getting completely different <laughs> everywhere you go in the U.S. in one season. It's really interesting. It's, it's fascinating. And I, I'm just, yeah, I'm fascinated by, by mother nature on so many levels. And and, the, and that's the thing is to, you know, I know we have a lot of plant-based uh, background and we use a lot of you and I uh, fruits and vegetables. And it used to be like, you know, I think that's the message. It's, it's like the side attraction. I'll have a few veggies or something to that effect, but really, and I know you also cook this way. It's like showcasing it as, as the forefront. It's the beauty. And then maybe the protein goes on top, but the, but the, actually the vegetables are, are the showcase and the colors 
uh, I know you did that gorgeous radish salad. Um, oh, yeah. You sliced it thin and then you put the, the sprinkling, the feta cheese on top and it just was like oh, a cascade of beauty. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think a lot of people are intimidated by radishes because they are a natural bitter. But if you cut them very, very thin and the best way to do it is on a mandolin, um, it helps kind of cut that radish bite. Um, so you get the beauty, you get the benefits of eating a bitter, um, but it's not as overwhelming. It's so true. And, you know, and also to a little tip with radishes, which I'll do even if your blood sugar levels low and you pop a radish in your mouth and it levels you out right away. And I know sometimes people come home maybe after work and they're really hungry and they reach in the fridge for something naughty. I pop a, try a radish, give it a moment and see what happens. I will, because you know, <laughs> in France, a traditional afternoon snack for kids is a, is a radish with butter. And I did not know that. So that's oh, really, interesting. Uh -huh. I will try that radish trick. And that makes sense too, because uh, you know, the, the butter, which, you know, I use a lot of ghee, which is very grounding. And would that make sense that you're calming your blood sugar and your nervous system? Yeah. Because the fats, the, the butter. And I, I think, I know you wanted to ask me a little bit about the uh, Ayurvedic cooking, right? Because we both work with ghee a lot. Yes. Yes. Well, I want to, I want to learn first, as yes. well as the listeners learn, how did you become a personal chef? Okay. Yes. You know, I grew up in the family of hospitality. My dad was in the hotel business. We always had these dinner parties. So sort of like the foundation. And then I, I really kind of had a life pop moment, sparkle moment where I decided I wanted to be a chef. And I really, you know, hadn't had any training at the time. It was the family training. <laughs> and so I knocked on the door of a restaurant and, and I started there. So I, I worked in the restaurant business first to learn the techniques and then I realized, you know, with a, I have a natural nurturing background that the private arena was going to be a better place as well as retreats. So it's the opportunity then to do what we were talking about in the beginning of the show, like infusing the intentions and the health and the wellness and the love into the food. So that's how I got my first start. And the first place that I actually ended up to with was a, as a retreat center, which was part private chef and then also the guests. And and that's where I got, really got the opportunity to learn both skills. And, and then and then I was offered um, at that time, uh, the lady that I worked for said, you know, I really can see your talent. And she surprised me and paid for me to go to culinary school. So I feel really blessed. That's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of like that magic of like, you just kind of like make a decision to do something in your life and you don't know how it's going to like unfold, but just yeah. trusting, you know, that like, everything gifts will come your way. And it, it's been that way. How did you decide what culinary school to go to? Cause there's so many out there. You know, it was a gift for me. So that's how I damaged and she really cared about the plant plant-based. And so that gave me that foundation um, to have, have that knowledge. And I'm so grateful. Got it. Did you do Matthew Kenny's plant lab? Is that where yes. you in LA? That's where I went. Uh -huh. Nice. That's a, that's a great spot, but also like very unique and very focused in, you know, an artistic expression of, um, plant-based food. Super unique. It's super unique. His style of plating is so gorgeous with lots of uh, edible flowers. So it's plating as art. So I, I love, I love that. And, and then the sprinkles. And I, I, sometimes I think of like little fairies on the plate and like, if it just was plucked from mother nature, how would it just like, you know, um, be delicate on the plate as well. And I used to actually uh, work as a florist. So 
Oh, wow. It's this combination now of the floral design ends up on the plate. Yeah. So when I was in culinary school at the Natural Gourmet Institute in oh, New York, one of my teachers who had gone to my same culinary school, she was actually taking Matthew Kenny's plant lab online course because she wanted to learn nice. techniques of plating and a little bit more of, um, of the modern creativity of using uh, plants and fruits to create food. So, you know, just a great reminder that um, you can go to culinary school more than once because you're always going to learn something new wherever you go. Just like, just like one of the best things you can do is go and work in a restaurant for a few months or a year, because you will learn so much. It might not be the way you want to live your life. Um, it's definitely high stress, but you learn so yes. much. So much. I, I that's such a good point. I would if I were to like if I were gonna coach someone that came and, and you know they were in their the teenagers, young 20s, if I had to do it all over again, yeah, I would go and knew that I wanted to do that at this time. I would have gone somewhere like France or Italy or or or, or Spain and like you know, just done humbled yourself and got into in a kitchen and just learned because there's there's so much to learn I, I would say that if I studied every single day until the day I pass I still will not know everything about food absolutely it's, it's, the, the library is so so big and I feel the same exact way if I could be 21 graduating from college again I would move to mm. some part of Europe and work in a restaurant for the summer season and then I would move a different to a different part of Europe for the fall and winter season um it'd be such an incredible way to learn. Um, but you have to be in a place where you're comfortable being humbled and, um, and living that type of lifestyle. Um, and it's just a lot easier when you're in your twenties. So if you are <laughs> listening to this um, right. and you are really curious about food, even like for me, what really got me into it is I just wanted to know more about how the food is being prepared. That's being presented to me at a restaurant because I wanted to figure out how to order more health supportive food, or I just wanted to know how mm. it was made. So go work in a restaurant if you can. It's so worth it. You'll learn so much. You'll make great connections. Um, but there's just life skills that you pick up when you work in a restaurant that you just can't get any other way. It, it's the truth. It really is the truth. And and another thing that I like to do is also go to like really restaurants that inspire you or maybe a chef that inspires you and I and look at the plating look at the quality of the food I like to even close my eyes and like try to differentiate the nuances of the flavors on my own so because this is your library and it takes like years honestly and I, I know you know this to like develop this right and to and, and to know the nuances and different flavors because then once you um get this library sophisticated then you can just when you're in the kitchen, you can pull things and you just know that those two harmonize together or you, or your creativity is like, you know, I know this flavor, but I think this one would go to match this together. And it would just create a unique edge that I would have never known. Um, and it, it, it comes from that base of, of trying and trying and trying it creates mastery. Well said, that makes me think of something that I actually need to do more mm -hmm. is when I go out to eat. I need to get more comfortable ordering things that I normally wouldn't. So I can try new flavor profiles. I can see new plating. Um, I can get new ideas. So thank you for that. 
You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I also love having chef friends, or even if you're listening to this and you have friends that are foodies, I mean, just to get together and talk and have these conversations, it opens up ideas and, and different things that you might try or play or networking that you might do or books that you might read. Um, you know, I, I like to look at things like, I don't really watch TV too much, but uh, I will look at like things like the New York Times app. I don't know if you have that one. That's very helpful. Another one that I find is super helpful is um, Yumly. Have you heard? Oh, yes, yes. Yes. Uh-huh. And then Granda is a really nice one as well that I just discovered. What is it? Granda? Uh, Granda. Granda. You can even put your profile up there as a chef. And and then and then Pinterest. Yeah. Pinterest is so good for I inspiration. Like Pinterest is really good. I don't follow any of the recipes that I see on Pinterest, but I follow the color scheme inspiration or the plating that I see. That's where I get the inspiration from. I, I'm, I don't know if you're the same way as all I need sometimes is a photo and then I can go from there. And it's really helpful. It totally gets me out of food ruts. Completely the same as same. I'm like that too. It's like pop and then you run with your own creativity, right? Yeah, it's really helpful. Sometimes you just need to see um, a new marinade or a way they prepared chicken. Or for me, it's, it's really salads and just seeing different colors or different toppings on salads. And I'm like, oh, time to transition <laughs> into that season or time to try a new way of using that vegetable. I love that. You know, you know another thing that I've done is like, if you go somewhere like Sur La Table, I, I went and I looked at all the different slicers. So I, I found some that like slice the vegetables in different ways. So the yeah. other day when I was salad, it was so beautiful because I did the celery and it almost, it made it like beautiful and stringy and light and delicate. Yeah. And then I, and then I, I paired it with um, um, some pistachios, some grapefruits, which happened to be in season here, the, the little pink uh, rubies and um, some, and, and so I put together that and it just looked like the most beautiful, almost like seaweed salad with what oh, I did the fennel. I know you're a big fan of fennel too, on the mandolin. So yeah. I had the fennel and the mandolin and then I had these delicate strings of the celery and then with the pink grapefruit and then the pistachio, it just is like the textures uh, and the colors it was, it was really delicate. Interesting. I, so I encourage try... people to go out and just go. Yeah, I will try mandolin the celery. Did you mandolin the celery long yeah. How did you know I bought a special tool? So I got a tool that just does this kind of stringy thing from Sur La Table. Okay. Is it a mandolin? So it's kind of like, you know, but, no, like a handheld peeler almost. Okay. Like a hand peeler. It was fast. And so, yeah, I was thinking, you know, like back in the day, we go to the library, which you don't need to go to the library anywhere because everything on the internet, but to go or to go into a bookstore, right? But for like chefs or, or home chefs to go into a really high-end culinary space and just just look at all the tools that are available maybe it can add up not to buy them all but just think about it just starts to make you think about how you can prepare a little extra right okay Special. Well, let me take a photo of that little okay i will i want to see what it is okay <laughs> so right now you're working for as a personal chef for one family is that right correct so how do you how in the past have you found your clients or been connected to the people that you've worked for? Because you, you know, are now in an amazing position where you are traveling all over the U.S. working for one family. And then prior, you know, you were traveling all over Los Angeles working for a variety of families. Like you've had an incredible career. 
um, as a personal chef. So for anyone that's getting started, I just wanted to hear kind of how you've clienteled over the years. I feel, I feel really for, well, one of the things, an analogy that my dad had uh, said to me, he was sitting on the sofa and there was a table and he said, you see this? He said, he's like, you want to like have something happen in life. You don't just look at the table. You go, you pick up the table and you move it to you. And so I've always taken that philosophy uh, with my work. And there's the table analogy of the, of the chef, but there's also the be a go-getter. Uh, I would go to agencies. I wouldn't just send a resume and hope they call. I would go dress up, knock on the door, even if they didn't expect me and show up. So then when they call me, they know me now, right? So it's more personable. So I've really spent years creating um, personal connections. And then through those personal connections and people know, you know, your style and they want, want to refer you if it's a good match. So that's really how I built, built my business and uh, through networking and moving the table towards me, literally. That's good advice. Hi, I'm chef Whitney Aronoff. As a personal chef, I created custom organic spices for my clients. These blends are of the highest quality with no added sugar, MSG, taking agents or any junk. I want you to have the same access to good quality seasonings, which is why I've launched my line of organic spice blends. High Vibration Foods by Starseed Kitchen is my collection of chef-crafted organic spice blends made with only good-for-you ingredients. I use organic source spices, ancient mineral-rich Redmond Real Salt, prepare the blends listening to Kundalini mantra music, then charge the jars with the quartz Giza crystals for a true high vibration experience. You can now purchase my most requested blend, 11 Magic Herbs and Spices, on starseedkitchen.com. Use code STARSEED for 10% off your purchase. Can't wait for you to enjoy. So what type of food do your clients usually ask you to cook for them versus your personal style? Does it often mesh or are you kind of having to step out of your own comfort zone in order to support where they are and what their personal cravings are? Great question. I get both. Uh, and you know, I'm all about service. So I do research if it's not my personal style. Uh, but I think what has really happened after, the, I would say the first 10 years, and I know you know this one is more about technique. And then after the, the, the 10 year mark, all of a sudden my own voice and expression and unique signatures come out. So I find now that I'm being matched by clients that, that are looking for, for that, that signature. So it's, I'm not having to do things maybe as much, but I, I liked the range because by having different people you're trying different things you're challenging yourself so that's how I keep learning and growing uh but now I would say most of the people come to me wanting this like a lots of, of vegetables dairy-free gluten-free lots of proteins with the gorgeous veggies um things that are like light and fresh and bounce in the mouth um lots of fresh herbs which I know you do so I well fresh herbs it's my favorite it's the easiest way <laughs> to add flavor to food is using fresh herbs. I think the easiest way and so not complicated. I 100% agree. People when people ask me what are the three things that you definitely need if you had three choices of things, I would say high quality olive oil, high quality 
Uh, I know you use the Spanish one. I look, uh, and then Celtic sea salt, they're high quality mineralizing sea salt and lemon. So if you took those three and a bunch of herbs and you just go out and grill, you, you saute, you bake, you just really can't go wrong. Like for a home chef that's feeling insecure, I think, wouldn't you agree those four things, it's gonna taste spectacular. Yeah, and you know, I was recently in Italy and you know, every night when I order dinner, <laughs> I'm always asking for things off menu um, because, you know, when mm -hmm. anybody travels, you can never find enough vegetables. You know, when you're traveling, you just want a side of steamed vegetables or sauteed vegetables. You just want greens. So every single night, no matter where we went, I would just ask, do you have any green vegetables you can serve? And they would usually serve um, like a broccoli rob, a char. Mm -hmm an escarole, some sort of green item that had been blanched in salty water and then sauteed with olive oil. And then they would finish it with a squeeze of lemon and a pinch of salt. And, and you know, sometimes I think we forget, you know, we do the olive oil, we, we do the olive oil or we do the salt, um, but sometimes we forget to squeeze a little acids, just do a little lemon on top. And that was really nice. It made it taste completely different. Um, and it's a really simple thing that you can add. Sounds amazing. Okay. I know, and a little lemon zest too. Like it's, yes. it's like a finish. Uh, the other day when I made that salad, I was talking about the really stringy one that I, I just finished with just a little bit of orange zest is really lovely. I love just the zest. That top note, right? <laughs> yeah, if, if, if anyone listening doesn't have a zester, I highly suggest spending the money to buy a zester. Um, do you have a zester that you love? A, a brand? You know, I just like, I like things um, fussy and calm, complicated with the, with the sharp blade. That's the key. Yeah, I really you have, like. You, I, I know you have some special tools. Well, I, I try to find functional tools, but then I try to find uh -huh. tools that like I aesthetically enjoy looking at. Um, and, you know, I'm at a point now where for years, I tried to suck it up and just have one tool and it was in my chef bag and, you know, I would just suck it up and I wouldn't have it in my house when I needed it. Now I'm just, I'm buying two of everything. So something can be in my awesome. chef bag and something can be in my house. So then that way I don't leave it at my house when I go to my clients and I'm like, shoot. Um, but then I can treat myself because so often as a chef, you know, I think, oh, I'd love to add some zest onto this, but you know, I don't want to have to go out to my car and get my tool. Mm. I don't want to clean another tool. Um, and so I'm trying to break through that. So I'm trying to buy doubles of everything. And I recently bought um, new microplanes, new zesters, and they have the brand microplane has beautiful zesters with walnut handles or olive handles. And it just makes it so, it makes it so special when I use it. Um, so I highly suggest when you look for your tools, mm. make sure they're functional, but there are a lot of tools that have stepped, there are a lot of companies that have stepped up their game and they're making really beautiful versions of it. Um, and it, they really do add a, like a little bit of joy in your life, even when you're hustling in the kitchen. I thought it was such a good point, you know, cause the other day I got, I love wooden spoons. Um, 
tip for everyone out there because when you're not using wood, if you can leave a wooden spoon in a pot, it's, it's a, not a bamboo one, but a wooden one in a pot and walk away and still be turning. Otherwise, you've got that plastic thing is going to melt in there. But I, I thought, oh, I want to have beautiful wooden spoons. I looked at like olive wood spoons, like because it, then it's because it's it's in a, like you said, it's like you get even more inspired because your craft. It's like free on you, but this is like this beauty. And you had those gorgeous bowls that day. You know those really beautiful handcrafted bowls for the salad. I know. Wow. I know. I have the most, you know, the way I operate with purchasing items for my kitchen is I just build a list of what I want, but I wait until I find the right item. Like I wait until I mm. find the beauty and the quality that I'm looking for. And it may be years. I waited for those salad bowls for a solid 10, 15 years of my life. And they're made in Peru from, from wood in Peru. They're handcrafted by women. And I bought them in the culinary store in Sedona, Arizona. So when you go to Sedona, Arizona, there's only one cooking store in town and they have this huge selection of these wooden bowls from Peru. And I, you know, brought them, I bought two, I brought them back. My parents came over and saw them and they called the place in Sedona and ordered the bowls. They're like, you know, these are so beautiful. We've never seen salad bowls like this. And what makes them so special is, is, is how you can present and serve them. Um, and I even got some smaller ones that I can just eat in, but it's really worthwhile to um, take the time to consciously choose the equipment you bring into your kitchen um, because the little things should bring you joy. And for me, my salad bowls, you know, and my microplane bring me joy and all the things <laughs> that make up your space should. It's true. You know, because food, food the, the quality of the food, it's like someone that loves wine, let's say, right. You know, or, or tea. Like if you go to have tea in a, in a plastic cup, it just doesn't taste the same as it does in China. Right. So our wine glass and plastic or beautiful glass being and you're holding it. It's like that. It's it's part of the experience. So we don't want to miss the full full experience and, and just sort of. Yes, I love that. The tools of the kitchen are part of your artwork. Yeah, that's you, you make up a good point. It really does all change the way something tastes and something smells and how you're able to enjoy it. So you cook all day for other people. How do you cook for yourself when you have a moment? Like, what are you loving to prepare for yourself right now? Because you've just moved to a whole new environment. Um, there's a whole new selection of ingredients. Like you aren't in your comfort zone at all. Um, after a long mm -hmm. day, like, what do you want to make for yourself, if anything? You know, it, it's true because I'm sampling foods all the day. So I won't eat, a, you know, such a big meal. But what I, I personally love to do an avocado, arugula, olive oil, salt, and lemon, like we were talking about, like super simple, but just the fat. I love the bitter of the arugula. And, and, so, and I also feel a little, almost a little dehydrated because I'm working all day. So it's that and, and honestly smoothies. I'm really, I have a fruit smoothie every single day. Uh, I find the fruit sugars elevate your mood, hydrates your skin. Um, so that, that's that's a number one. So I, I'm, I'm paying attention to like what's, you know, over here. And then uh, I also, um, yeah, pretty much, I like to have a little protein too. I feel that the proteins, um, so I might throw a chicken on there too and just keep it really simple. 
Yeah. I keep it simple too. I do a lot of salads as well. Um, and then like once or twice a week is when I kind of cook, um, all my proteins and just so it's there when I need it and I can easily just steam or blanch a vegetable, make it really quick and simple. Quick and simple. And you know, my favorite thing is the cast iron. So sometimes I might even just crave like a gorgeous steak and just on the cast iron, simple, unadulterated, you know, uh, and, and you know what else I got here too? I found it sur la table as well. It's a cast iron, but it's shaped like a fish and you can put it on the grill. And you know how fish sticks to the grill? Yeah. You know, it's tricky. Sometimes fish will, will you know, cook really nice. And other times you're like scraping it off the thing. So, and I love the way the cast iron imparts the flavor. So it's another uh, tip for everyone out there for grilling. Uh, it's a, it, it's a sur la table, gorgeous cast iron, like fish that you can put your fish in. Have you ever used the grilling baskets for fish before? No, I haven't either. And sometimes when I travel in Europe, you know, I see them take the whole fish and they put it in a grilling basket that allows them to flip it back and forth. So sides, and then that way the fish is in this basket. It's not fully on the grill, so it's not going to stick to the grill. Um, I've never, obviously I don't own one. I've never tried it, but I've always been curious as a, as a way to cook whole grilled fish. Yeah. I'm going to look into that because I'm doing that a lot. Uh, and I loved, loved the presentation that you had when you, you did the whole, she puts out the whole fish. It's so beautiful. Then with the, like a little knife on the side and uh. thank you. Thank yeah. You. I like serving. I love serving family style because you know, maybe it's as a woman or as a picky eater. I just want to be able to choose what I want on my plate. And I kind of know how much I want of each. So it's so lovely to be able to serve yourself, um, mm. choose exactly what you want. But then, so I, I like serving family style for that purpose, for the people that are picky and want to be able to choose exactly what they want. But I also love serving it because then everyone gets to see the beauty of the food. You know, obviously we always plate food, so it's beautiful, but it's sometimes so much nicer when you can see it all together. Yeah, that's a really, I 100% agree. It really took my breath away, honestly. Uh, I think I still have a, I have a picture of it on my phone. And that's a great point too, because, you know, a lot of times for dinner parties and I even question, I've tried them all and, you know, you get that where some people it's not enough, but other, like a lot of times it's a good point because people will only eat, you spent all that money and all that time and then maybe only eat half of the fish. So to have people get what they want makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it all, it all depends on, mm-hmm. you know, the, the style of, uh, the party or mm-hmm. the meal that you are wanting to have, whatever that vibe is that you're going for. But I always prefer a family a family style setting, whether it's on the table or, or setting all the food up in the kitchen, I always think it's, it's quite nice. What are you doing these yeah, days? Yeah, you, you really have that one down. <laughs> yeah, what are Sorry. you doing these days? What are your clients asking for? Are they asking for a plated dinner? Um, are they asking for family style? What do they like? I get a lot of family style as well. I think, I think that's the thing that we were talking about that makes people feel cozy and comforting and, and they love it all out and then to come and, and either sit or like how you had it on the counter and then and then have everyone join when it's already out and I think that's what I get most requested I I do get the course dinners usually it's the three courses 
uh, I find that when people do the five courses, they're kind of full. Um, so I, yeah, three courses I get a lot of, and I like that, and you probably do too, the artistic part of it. It's like you get to have a tighter plating and really think about the composition. Uh, but those are not as much as the family style. I know, but even when I do the, um, the plated dinners, the three courses, I can't help but put extra food on the table. It's like, because I just, oh. love, I love the feeling when I'm a guest at a dinner party of the bounty of food. So I can't help but put additional vegetable sides on the table in case anybody wants a little bit more to help themselves. I just think it's a nice touch. So I struggle to, to stick with just the, the tight, small three courses. I always want to give more. That makes sense. I, I, you know, and I think that's part of being like almost like kitchen goddesses of abundance, right? You want to like come in and feel, feel like there's so much, just like Mother Earth, right? She's there's so plenty tuned. So I, it just makes sense. I'm, and then, you know, it can be in those tight situations where someone who's finished their plate, they're actually still hungry, <laughs> right? Absolutely. So I'm doing all those exercises on the table for that person. Because <laughs> nobody wants to be that person. Right. <laughs> so I would love to touch briefly, you know, um, throughout your personal chef experience, you've had all these other amazing jobs. And one is you worked as a chef as an, at an Ayurvedic spa, which I think is so cool. So unique. Um, what does a chef do at an Ayurvedic spa? You know, it's, it's really, yeah, it's fascinating. Everything's cooked. So even if you're going to have fruit, that's the concept is like all warming for the body. The fruit is also cooked. So what became really exciting was actually roasting pears or apples in the, in the oven with, with the roasted vegetables. So then it would start to impart this gorgeous flavor. So you'd make, have sweet potatoes and, and yams and then, and then the Japanese potato. And then, and then, and then all of a sudden you have a pear in there. And so it, it just brightened things and it surprises people. And, and another thing that I was really loving to do was doing uh, these baths of wilted greens, because honestly, I think we don't get enough wilted greens. I, I can honestly, that's another thing that I do do for myself. I almost like swallow it because it's like my body's dying for the minerals. And I find that a lot of people are mineral deprived and they need those dark leafy greens. So it's a beautiful way to do it at home. Do a little water bath, maybe a little coconut oil. So in the Ayurvedic cooking, it, it's really ghee um, and, and coconut oil that's used. And then, and then I'll put in like cherries. I, I discovered this. It's absolutely brilliant. Dark cherries and, and kale and dandelion greens, whatever dark greens you want, and you put a lid on it, it steams together. And then the cherry, because it, it oozes out, you get this tart sweetness that complements the bitter. So it's things like that that I you get to play with. It, it, the, to cook fruit with the veggies. All right. So I want to make sure yeah. I can recreate this because cherries are in season and I want it's to try them. You got to do it and let me know. Okay. So I fill a medium sized pot with like half water, this like a quarter of water, not like, even like a little puddle, you know, okay. like a, little puddle. a little bit of water. I yeah. add a little tablespoon of coconut oil mm -hmm. and then I chop up. I wash my greens. Well, I chop them up, throw them in. I probably would maybe do the cherries first. Okay, cherries first. You know, cut them, you know, take the pit out and cut them. 
put them in there, maybe give them a little first go just to, and then all you do is you take your wilted greens and you, you chop them and I, I leave them, they're going to shrink. So I like to leave them a little longer because you can always cut them after if you care to. So you say wilted greens. So have I already blanched my greens or am I putting it Nothing. in? Nothing. Okay. Raw, okay. straight raw. It could be like, and also is really pretty is the long, um, the spinach, the full spinach, not the one in the boxes, but you know, yeah. with the long stem, because it makes such a pretty presentation. So you just, you put them in there raw, put on the lid. And so there's some Ayurvedic type pots um, that are more like clay based, or there's the green pan ones, right? Yes. Where the, there's a little steam lid. So you put it down, but there's a little hole in the lid. So the steam comes out and then you open it and it's like, you add a little sea salt and you're done. Okay. Yeah, this is really interesting. I'm going to try it. Please do, because I'm like, I was blown away. The and combination. You know, this would actually pair really well with a steak because cherries, cherries um, are a great combo with steak, especially for anyone that's suffering with gout. You know, cherries are like the go-to for people that suffer with gout. Um, but that's a, it's a great combination. So to get your greens, the cherry, it almost becomes like a little sauce side for a piece of steak. So this sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. And then you know what else I was playing with too is like you could also take dried fruit too in Ayurvedic. So you might take some dried apricot or even a little date too. If you just add like even half a date in there too, the medjool date, actually add that with the cherry, just a little medjool date. It'll add another level of sweetness into the, to the steaming. So, so I might take like uh, uh, the apricots and dates, and then I might take uh, any kind of nut. So it could be an almond or um, pistachio. And I'll just give that a little saute in the, in the, in the coconut oil or the ghee. And then, and then you could use that also on top of your vegetables or on top of your wilted greens. And it tastes so, so lovely. And it gives like, like these like little bejeweled uh, dazzle to your food as well. So when you worked at the spa, were you working on Ayurvedic recipes that they already had there? Were you having to come to the table with new recipes? What, how were you supporting the, the, the kitchen there? So there's something in Ayurvedic where it's called a panchakarma. So it, it's like a cleanse that can be done three, seven, or even 21 days. So on that cleanse, you would have, um, you would have kitchery. And so there was the standard of the kitchery, which is uh, rice and mug beans and a few veg vegetables that's almost cooked like a porridge. And you yeah. might put in some, some, some veggie, like some carrots or zucchini or veggies in there. And then, and then there's also the mug bean doll. And that's also a standard too. So th between those two, um, those, those happen every day on the, on the cleanse. And then the uh, idea with the mug beans is because it goes right through the, right through the system. So it helps broom and sweep the system. So you can cleanse things out. Um, and then, and then really it was all the vegetables. So it was really beautiful. Um, I was working at, um, Surya spa and, uh, in uh, Santa Monica and a brilliant um, uh, Martha, she's so brilliant and Roger, um, the concept, but what there was all, this is the best kitchen setup because you could come in there and all the vegetables are already bought and then you got to come in and be creative and just, uh, this inspires me and that inspires me. And I think that's like one of the things going back to the beginning of our, you know, 
conversation is leave everything out and then let the, as you start to look like the vegetables will start to inspire you you know I think I might want to try this with that and then all of a sudden I want to put the you know the cherry with the thing so they, it starts to like spark so I I, I know you'd appreciate that because you know going shopping making a menu going shopping before we even get to someone's house or a party right we're already done so much work so to walk into a kitchen and have things laid out and then you get to play I think is the chef's dream right wow that's really nice Nice. Yeah, that's really unique. Yeah. And a lot of trust there. Really unique. Really amazing. Well, where do you- You write so much trust. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So where can more people learn about you? If they want to follow your chef adventures or what you're doing, or if they want to hear you and other conversations that you've had about food and wellness- where can people get in touch with you and learn more about you and follow your adventures? Thank you. Well, I think probably uh, probably in my stories is where maybe I put the most adventures on my Instagram uh, page, which is AVA5TAR. Um, that's why I'm probably the most active. But if you actually Google my name, you you will find my website. You'll find, I don't think I don't really have, I have some podcasts out there and some videos you'll, you can see in some articles I've written. Um, so if you just put in Ava Blazin on Google, there's a lot that comes up. All right, perfect. And one thing I love to ask my guests, if there's one health or wellness thought, practice, technique that they can, that the guests could, or the person listening could consider adding into their life, um, you know, what's one suggestion that you may have that they can consider, you know, starting right now for, for better health or wellness? A green juice every day. Uh, yeah. And I would uh, either a smoothie or a juice. I prefer a smoothie over a juice because you get the fiber. So, but you know what I've also been playing with is actually a green mineralizing soup. Had oh. that for dinner last night. Insane. Yeah. Insane. And so if you can get your greens every single day, you will notice the, um, your inflammation change, um, your blood glow and you're, you're cleaning out your blood. So I would say, yeah, a green a day. That's it. Yeah. And you're in the, what you just suggested is, is in mm -hmm. such a hydrating way. So mm. I agree with that. That sounds good. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time today for being a guest on the Starseed Kitchen podcast. And I'm just so grateful to know you and have had a chance to work with uh -huh. you. And I really hope that we get to get in the kitchen again together. Yeah, me too. I have so much respect for you and your work. And I, I just, yeah. I know you're going to, you're already like accomplished so much, but I'm like excited to like, you know, um, just be on this journey together and watch you, watch yes, you keep rising. Too. Yeah. So here's rising. hoping somebody listening <laughs> would like, like us to cook in the kitchen together and let us <laughs> you because we have a lot of fun together. And, um, I just know that there's so many, so many more good meals in us, um, that we need to get out there to, to people. So thank you again for your time. Thank you. And thank I really you. look forward to seeing, um, what you're cooking in Michigan and Aspen and Florida this summer and this fall. So definitely follow chef Ava on Instagram. Um, she, she has a lot up her sleeve for, for the next season. So <laughs> excited to see where you go and what you create. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Starseed Kitchen podcast. For more Starseed Kitchen, visit our website at starseedkitchen.com and follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Be sure to pick up a jar of my High Vibration Foods Organic Spices, which you can purchase on starseedkitchen.com. 
and you can find me and follow along on my cooking adventures on all your favorite social media channels at Whitney Aronoff. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.